50% with Marcel Combs, my good friend and mentor. I'm Deantha Gratton, and on this podcast, she will travel a journey of leadership with each guest as she analyzes the ingredients that lead women to their current role. Marcel's goal is for you to walk away with tools to support your very own journey, no matter where your current destination is today. Hi, Marcel. Hey, Tia. <laughs> here we are again. I love here, this. Here we are. It's just a flashback once more, right? <laughs> yes, this is so fun uh, talking to these women in leadership, uh, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, it is. It's what fascinating. What a privilege. It is. It's, uh, it's been a really privilege. Yeah. Today we have Mitzi Watson, and she does work very mm-hmm. close to what you what, and what, I she's have in done. She's in healthcare. Yep. Yes. She's a registered nurse, and it's it's kind of a sign of our times with so many baby boomers and mm-hmm. going to assisted living and they have a real unique little business that That's they started right. mm-hmm. together she and her husband and they have had three children and a real success story of how they're helping the elderly and the elderly's family and memory care. Memory care is real key. It's kind of how she came to this mm. with her own mother and, and working with that. So yeah, uh, she has a great story. I think they'll enjoy her. Yeah, and I think be educated at the end with this too. Yes. And with that, we'll go to Mitzi. And now just a word from our sponsor. Show. Well, welcome, Mitzi. I'm so glad to have you today, Mitzi Watson. And and like myself and my co-host, Deantha, she is an RN. And so I'm super excited to kind of talk to a fellow nurse uh, just about where she started and where she is today. So welcome, Mitzi. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So. Yes. Sure. Well, you know, my favorite question to start out with is to tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, You're a woman in the workplace and um, you've been married for a long time and you have kids and now I see you have grandkids. So tell us where were you want to start about where you began and kind of how it led to where you are today. So I think I'll start with um, high school sweethearts. So my husband was (laughs) Husband and I have been together for, in August, we'll be married um, 45 years. Wow, and congratulations. That's a big, that's a big deal. It is <laughs> to a stay big deal. married to one man that long. Yeah, so he, uh, when we first got married, um, we were both very young, and I had finished my LVN program, and I was the youngest um, graduate to ever go through St. Joseph's uh, LVN program. I was 17 years old um, when I started that. And so um, when we first got married, I was in LVN. I worked labor and delivery in newborn nursery. Wow. Um, With about five years later, I did get my RN and um, started working uh, at Fort Worth Children's in the neonatal intensive care unit. Wow. And we did that about three years. So anything past that, we moved to Houston and um, was mostly PRN work because uh, husband traveled a lot and we had no family. So it was a matter of, you know, somebody need to be with those little ch- children. To- <laughs> 
Shocking. Yeah. 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 So it was me. But um, so a lot of my work over the next several years was um, either PRN at the hospital or I've worked in pediatric doc doctor's offices. Um, in 2005 through 2007, I was a school nurse for the Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD okay. and um, enjoyed that, enjoyed being with the kids a lot. Uh, in 2011, my mom came to live with us and she uh, was diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment at the time. Hmm. So we started, uh, you know, watching her closely and seeing major changes in her and realized that uh, with all her specialist doctors and all that, I soon became her full-time caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so from 2011 until 2020, she passed um, in 2020 with Alzheimer's. And so that is kind of where my journey with the senior living um, space happened was that while caring for her, we soon learned, you know, that we have many, many seniors who don't have family and who, you know, who can be present with them to go to doctor's appointments and just uh, migrate this whole senior journey. And so that's kind of where we got started in 2018. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a big job to take care of someone who has memory issues for that long. You know, I know that your mother um, probably received the best care ever. Not everyone has the ability to be able to do that either psychologically or physically due to, you know, other kinds of work. So uh, great job there. Thank you. So I always, I always teased her that she didn't even realize it, but she had her own private duty nurse. <laughs> Yes, and you know what? Those are very highly paid these days, private duty nurses. Yeah. Um, as, as my whole career, you know, nurses have always been in a shortage. Um, I haven't worked in direct care in many, many years because I ended up in the business world. But, you know, just nurses who are out there working have always been you know, very, very needed. So tell me what exactly are you doing with your current job? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So um, in 2018, we decided to, um, well, I was 60 at the time. So my husband okay. and I decided that we wanted to spend our last um, years of working kind of serving, serving families. So we looked at some different franchises and we ended up going with assisted living locators. They are based out of uh, Scottsdale, uh, Arizona. The part of the program is an RN. Uh, mm -hmm. She was a hospital nurse who kept, um, you know, she'd send patients home and they had boomerang back. And so she saw the need to have somewhere to connect these seniors to where they could go, even if it was for just a few months until they were stronger and they had someone overseeing um, their medications and their, their treatments and things like that, that they came back to the hospital less often. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where she started that she started the franchise itself in 2003. 
and um, it's going strong. We have over, ah, gosh, well over a hundred franchisees across the U.S. Um, we have four that serves the Dallas Fort Worth area at this time, and um, what we do is we match seniors and their needs to various communities, whether it's residential care homes or assisted living or memory care, um, independent living, if they're just wanting to downsize, we work with all the area communities and um, we can kind of match them best with their personality, what they like to do. If they like a lot of action, we can connect them with those communities and, um, and then we look at also their, you know, their medical needs for assisted living or memory care, and then their budget and where they want to be, you know, are they close to family or want to stay close to their environment that they've always lived in. So it, it's kind of like matchmaking um, <laughs> for seniors. <laughs> you and your husband did this business together then, I, you know, assume based on what you just said. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, I get those calls all the time because I actually got one this last week um, to to do just to get the opinion on where who do you suggest that you think does the best job? My mom just needs something for the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, you know, I am old school. So my typical way is to contact the people I know who are working on the ground. So is that part of what you're doing is you go out and interview the people and and see what the home is like um, so that you can better suggest what to do absolutely um we're pretty hands-on with the family um we go into our various communities pretty often and you know kind of keep an eye on how things are going and would we want our parent there you know, the residential care homes specifically, um, there are many good ones. And um, so you do have to be in the communities though, or the homes occasionally and seeing, you know, how things are running in there. That right. you never want to send someone some of the place that wasn't, you know, in, right. in great working condition for the families backing up a little bit um tell us about you know just caring for your mom that had to be i mean a big change i don't know i know you mentioned you have kids and grandkids so did you still as a as a woman in you know working if you will and then caring for your mom full-time as you evolve to that and then trying to balance that with your children how did you make all that work? Well, it, it was a challenge because, you know, I was always very um, hands on with all my little brands. And mm -hmm. um, as her care levels became, you know, more intense, as her health became more fragile, it, it got to where it's like, well, don't bring the kids over if they've got a runny nose, you know, because mm -hmm. she had lung issues. And so we, we had to be protective of her to keep her from getting, you know, viruses or whatever. Um, but I still did my best that I could. I, you know, I would occasionally take a weekend off and we would do things with the grandkids. My mom loved the grandkids. And so when they could come over and they, they were healthy, you know, it was a good 
good thing for her. It brightened her day, you know, children, babies, and puppies <laughs> seem, <laughs> seem to be her thing. So um, and all of my grandkids, they just loved on her. And, you know, the last uh, 10 months or so, she had to be in a residential care home. And we made, you know, it was during COVID. And so we oh, had wow. to we had to do all the window visits with the grandkids or we came and stood outside and made sure the kids were, you know, 10 feet from her, which she hated because she just wanted hugs, you yeah. know, from the kids. And she didn't understand why they, having the grands around her was a big important part of her life. And it, and it, it, it did make spinning plates difficult because I, my heart was torn in many different directions. You know, I wanted to be with my grands. I wanted to take care of my mom. When people ask me about, because I did end up spending a bulk of my career in the business world, but, but I always have kept my license up. I, you know, and I, I, I've said that doing nursing school helped me be a better mom, a better manager, a better, you know, that I felt like that, that, that coming from that background, you went, uh, as you said, you, you went to school at 17, which must mean you were a smart kid and got out of <laughs> high school quicker. Uh, but um, I did not. Uh, but, you know, what made you choose nursing in the first place? When I was a kid, there were two things I wanted to be when I grew up. It was either I wanted to be a nurse or I wanted to be an airline stewardess. <laughs> I had that, but it was back during the time they had height and weight uh, requirements. I was too short. Oh gosh! Uh, so they wouldn't they wouldn't let me. I think it was Braniff. I went and uh, with a friend and talked to you, and and they were like, "Sorry, girl, you're too short." Uh, oh my gosh! I know. I mean, that's that's crazy. Definitely, I don't think that would happen today. I don't think. <laughs> No, 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 no. I know it wouldn't happen today. Yeah, so I was a kid. I mean, it was always in the back of my head. That's what I wanted to do in school. I was definitely drawn to the sciences mm -hmm. um, and a lot less to the literature. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as a female, um, and of course, you know, you've kind of revealed your age here. So I won't, <laughs> I won't throw that, you know, out there because I think we're close to the same age. But um, so what was it like in the workplace when you were, when you were working? I mean, I know in, which the funny thing is I worked in neonatal intensive care, um, early when I first got out of school and, you know, what was that like just with relationships during that time? How hard was that? for a female in a workplace as you interacted with people around you? Well, for me, I, it was, um, you know, because I was a new RN, I was still in learning mode and oh. I had some great, great mentors um, that kind of held my hand and walked me through it, you know? And um, I will say that most of the doctors were very respectful. Um, most of the time, however, there were a few that just had a personality that didn't click well, um, not just with me, but pretty much with anybody. Yeah. Um, so there was some of that. I think, you know, that was a long time ago. So a lot of doctors 
you know, we were just nurses. Yeah. So, but nowadays I think doctors see us as a major asset and um, know mm -hmm. that we're, we're the first eyes, we're the first touch of seeing what's happening with their, their patients. So um, I think things have changed along the way in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. Um, or, or else, you know, I became more confident, so I didn't really care if they yelled at me. I'm not sure he, um, tolerated these days with, you know, some of the things that happened during, you know, those years, how many times I've been personally chewed out, you know, it, so some things really do get better. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting that not a lot of people talk about it, and I wanted to ask you this question because you are a nurse. Uh, we were taught, and especially if you did the baccalaureate program or the RM program, the nursing process. So how do you think that the nursing process, which kind of teaches you a one, two, three, four, five, helps you today in business? Yeah, I think it's, um, especially with my, my clients that have medical needs, um, I can definitely match them up better with their community, with their possible communities, knowing which ones can handle their levels of care, you know, that they're going to need. Um, and the steps, you know, just looking at them from, as a whole and figuring out, um, you know, what their needs are going to be matching them. I'm so glad to hear you're doing this because there's such a need out there, uh, especially as we see families not always living in the same location or really not knowing anything about how to navigate the system. You know, you mentioned earlier about mentors. Who have been your great mentors? Well, back um, when I was at four there was a couple I can at this point it was so long ago I can only remember their first names but okay. one was Connie I had to shadow her constantly for like three full months before I got to be into you know taking care of the little babies by myself it was called a preceptorship so she she did that and then Michelle was um, she was in charge of the day shift and she was her dad was a doctor she should have been a doctor because she was so full of knowledge and um, always had good direction for us, you know, new nurses on the floor. And um, I felt like that was a time for me that was, I, I grew a lot. I learned a lot. I missed that, but I'm at a point in my life where that that's high energy. You have to be on your feet and on the go constantly. You've right. been there. So um, it, it's definitely all, you know, all hands on decks. Pay attention, be, be alert. And um, so it was a great time. I would have liked to have done it longer, but having to move to Houston uh, for my husband's work, you know, wasn't able to keep it up. Mm -hmm. So when you look at... Um, from a business perspective, uh, from an entrepreneur perspective, um, how how has that has there been any one person who's been able to help you, support you, encourage you in that work? So when we first started our business, um, there were two 
two women in our area who had all, have been doing it for like nine months, um, Karen and BJ. And so when we first came on, you know, it's kind of like so much information. It's like drinking from, you know, a fire hose, uh, <laughs> trying to take it all in. And so there's lots of questions that I was able to, you know, address with my my local partners. And they, they always gave me good direction. And then I have, um, we can always have the ear of our CEO, Angela um, Olea. And, you know, she's an RN, so she she's a good one to be able to bounce things off of as well. And her daughter, Angelica. So um, when we first started and BJ and um, Karen were able to kind of direct us and get us up and running. And then as we've grown in this DFW area, we've added two more um, franchisees. Northern Territory, like Denton and then McKinney Plano area. And um, I made sure to be available to them and to answer any questions to try to make make their adjustment into the the new world of this business a little easier because it, it was helpful for us to have that with Karen and BJ. So has it been different like having to I know nurses don't uh, get any business classes and trying to do profit and loss statements and those kinds of things. How has that gone? I will say it has been a challenge. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're right. We don't get that. Um, But my husband has background in corporate. He's a software engineer. And so he has, background with contracts and, um, you know, business, buying other businesses, things like that. So he's, he has that knowledge. So as a team, we've been able to do what needs to be done, even though I don't have that background. So um, he makes a great partner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, you quickly have to learn it. Even if if you um, you don't know how to do it, um, kids call survival. I think. Yes. Uh, if you if you would look back on your life, uh, Mitzi, and you could say to your young self, what would you do, or tell give your young self some advice? Uh, what what advice would you give her? I think I would say, don't wait so long (laughs) to to do what you want to do. Like if your heart's desire is to do assisted living locators and you're 35 years old and go for it, don't wait. Um, It, you know, I think if we start younger in life, then we can reap the benefits as we get older. So I really would just say, don't wait. If the opportunity comes, take it. That's that's great advice. I know you said you're you're supporting these other two franchises in the area. Um, do you um, are are there mistakes that you have said? Okay, when you do this, make sure you don't do this, or <laughs> make sure you emphasize this more, because I'm sure that you guys are responsible for uh, some of your marketing and sales um and and COVID has been really interesting the last couple years 
um, and changing the face of business. It's it's certainly the businesses that I I currently own. It is. I mean, we we do a complete different marketing plan uh, and sales plan than we did do. Um, you might talk a little bit about how that's changed for y'all or or what you did to promote even during this from a business perspective. Yeah, so from a business perspective, COVID was tough. I mean, and it and it kind of still is, but it, you know, the regulations have loosened. But um in the senior world, you know, we couldn't go into our communities. Uh-huh. Um, which which is part of what we do. We like to go in and we see how things are going and running and there you just weren't allowed in. Um, so emails became more of a way of reaching out. Um, you know, we had some who who did like little videos on their emails to, you know, just let social workers and case managers, things like that, know that we're, we're still working. <laughs> And um, aging doesn't stop, right? I mean, right. nothing changes from that standpoint. The only thing that changed was our ability to continue to take families in to tour. Like we could go sit on the front porch and they would walk through the building with their phone and we'd watch a virtual video as she's walking through the building. I mean, it was just very different than what we normally would would do. I mean, we're very we go in with them, we tour with them, we, you know, ask questions that maybe they wouldn't think of. And so that really had an impact on, I feel like how well we could do our job. Um, So emailing, taking um, things for seniors to the communities uh, that they could maybe enjoy or drive bys, you know, decorating our cars and letting them know they're still loved, even though we can't come see them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We did all that kind of stuff. Um, Taking, you know, little things to the, the caregivers and the nurses because it was tough. It's tough for all of them, you know, and our little seniors, especially the dementia ones uh, that have a dementia diagnosis, they just totally didn't understand Um, what was happening and why their families weren't coming to see them. And my daughter is a social worker in a skilled nursing facility. And she reached out to me one day and just said, mom, you know, I'm losing a lot of my residents. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, because their families aren't coming, they're heartbroken and they're just going into hospice and we're just losing them. And she, she was in tears. Um, it, It was just a very hard time you know, for everybody. And I'm, I'm glad that some laws have changed that they can at least have one or two essential caregivers now that can come in to see them. Yeah. I was going to ask you to explore that a little further because I know that you um, have served or are currently serving correct as a community educator for the Alzheimer association. Um, And to me, uh, patients with memory issues, uh, that that's been a huge scr- struggle. Um, so I'm glad you touched on that um, because I, I know uh, one of my family members' grandmother, basically they checked her out of her assisted living because, you know, they could, she couldn't have any visitors and she was really, she didn't have memory issues. 
but she was in such mourning for not being able to see her family at all. Um, she kind of escaped like by night, didn't tell me she was leaving. I mean, the family helped her. Um, but, um, you know, it's been such a hard time. It really has. Such a hard time. Uh, you know, uh, one of the questions I always love to ask is, um, what, what books do you enjoy? What's, you know, people have given me all kinds of books from children's books to really interesting, different kind of books. What, what kind of books do you enjoy? And do you have some favorite books you'd like to share with the audience? So I don't have tons of extra time for reading. Uh -huh. um, I will tell you when I first started my business and books were recommended to me, um, as a new business owner, um, one was called 212, um, The Extra Degree. Oh. And it's just talking about, and it's really a fast read, guys. And so it's really, if you're starting your own business, might be one you want to look at. Okay. But there's one page in it specifically. It says, the line between failure and success is so fine that we are often on the line and don't know it. How many a man has thrown up his hands at a time when a little more effort, a little more patience would have achieved success, a little more persistence, a little more effort and what seemed hopeless failure may turn to glorious success. Wow. So there's just, you know, just encouraging little, um, another one I read as a new business owner was called the greatest salesman. And I'm not a salesman, but yes. Still, you were able to pull out some golden nuggets from that. Um, I have a children's book I love. <laughs> That's great. It's called Love You Forever. Ah, I've read that one. Yes, and it's really about the cycle of, you know, us loving on our babies and then them loving back on us as we age and taking care of us. And, um, well, those are just some of the books that I've read. I'm in the middle of reading one right now. It's a little tougher read, but um, it's called Being Mortal. Being Mortal? Uh-huh. And it's about a, a surgeon wrote it, a tool, A-T-U-L, Gawande. It's G-A-W-A-N-D-E. And it says medicine and what matters in the end. Well, Mitzi, it's been great. Uh great to uh, talk to you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I um, appreciate what, um, you know, what you're doing to just help seniors and, and that you're hanging in with COVID, and especially during this really difficult time that we've had, um, just especially the isolation of our seniors. And, you know, since I'm becoming one uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too it's a whole new experience um so i i thank you for that and i just thank you for giving this the time to pee on the 50 percent with marcel combs today wow. so how can how can people get in touch with you if they want to find you well they can call me uh my business line is 469-250 5220. Okay. My email is Mitzi, M I T Z I E 
w at assistedlivinglocators.com. Okay. Or you can visit our website. It's assistedlivinglocators.com backward slash DFW. Perfect. Well, with that, we'll end our time together. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.